I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. You're listening to Seaside Seaside Stories. Hi there. It was such a beautiful day today, wasn't it? I just had to go for a walk through the woods, as I often do in my spare time. And I found the Ziploc bag. It was wedged into the hollow of a beautiful, very old oak tree. Naturally, I pulled it out. I hate when people treat the forest like it's their own landfill. Anyway, I was surprised to see that the Ziploc bag was actually protecting a small notebook. A worn and scrappy looking thing. The pages were a little torn and the cover was bent and out of shape. When I opened the little book, I could see some water damage. The old ink was running down the page in some places, but the words were still easy enough to read. And written inside? Well, inside we have today's story. I'll read it right off the pages for you. I could hardly put it down. In the front of the little notebook, there is a folded piece of paper. It has copper streaks throughout it. I guess you could say it kind of looks like old blood. On the fold that you see as you open the book, scrawled into with faded ink are the words, Read this first. So, that's what we will do. My name doesn't matter. My story doesn't either. I'm sure long after I'm gone, this notebook will still remain, hidden where I left it. Geocaching alone is dangerous. I know, but that had never stopped me before. In all honesty, I felt like I didn't need anyone else. Completing them alone just proved how amazingly clever I am. Or at least, was. If you don't know what geocaching is, it's essentially a worldwide treasure hunt. People will select a site and conceal a cache somewhere unobtrusive, then post those GPS coordinates on geocaching websites where other searchers can download those coordinates and locate the cache. Usually, the people who have found the object, it's often the chest or something hollow, will leave a note or small personal mementos for future searchers to find. Most geocaches can be found in scenic destinations, romantic sites, hard-to-reach areas, things like that. It's exhilarating. That isn't what this is, though. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm not writing a geocache code. I don't want anyone else coming to this site. I want this journal to be proof. Because instead of solving the mystery, you'll instead get yourself into some real trouble. Or possibly even killed. I'm I'm sorry if I'm not making sense. I'm trying to write as much as I can, but I've barely slept these past few days and it's starting to become difficult for coherent thoughts and I'm running out of time. Finally, when you open the book to the next page, right at the top is written, May 20th. I arrived at the trailhead parking lot, being completely devoid of any other vehicle or signs of life. The gravel driveway seemed completely untouched and plain. At first I felt a little uneasy, but once I took in a breath of that fresh spring air, I was brought back to normal. I made sure I had everything in my hiking bag, since the location of the cache was about 20 miles from the lot, or any other road for that matter. I wasn't really looking forward to the hike, but I knew my friends would be extremely jealous if I had this cache under my belt. 
So I pressed onward. Alone. Now, when geocaching, you don't really think you're alone. You're just following through the motions. Processing the clues and finding answers. I didn't pass another hiker during my walk. Although, I really didn't expect to. The forecast was calling for rain, and the clouds were dark in the sky. I was positive, though, the wind would blow the clouds elsewhere. The only thing I came across were some squirrels, chipmunks, and some birds. Although, in the end, they all just sound the same when you're walking through the bush. Just some moving leaves or breaking branches out in the wilderness. The birds sang to one another, the squirrels chased each other from the top of trees while making sure their arguments were heard. And I was pretty sure I could hear a deer walking near the trail behind me. I thought the trail was going to be really hard, but I surprised myself by making good time and being in the general area of the object fairly quickly. I scanned the forest looking for anything that seemed out of place. Then I saw it. There was a small clearing where a fallen tree lay. The gray and green box was sticking slightly out from under the rotting log, not ten feet away from me. I was a little disappointed, since honestly it wasn't that much of a challenge to find, but that could have been to balance out for the long hike. I could already feel my legs beginning to burn in protest, and thinking about the trip back made them ache even more. I made my way over to the cache. It was roughly the size of a shoebox, and I smiled in victory as I began unclipping the clasps. But as the lid came off, I stood in confusion. The inside of the lid read. I missed on purpose. I tried to process the words, but I didn't really get the chance. A sharp pain exploded from my right bicep, and from the unexpected blow, I dropped the box, falling to the ground in excruciating pain. It took me a moment to realize that, aside from the sound of my pounding heart and my pained groans, there was the sound of crackled laughter coming from inside the box. It sounded like it was coming from a walkie-talkie. The laughter stopped, and I finally saw that my left bicep had been pierced by an arrow or a bolt of some kind. Congratulations! You found your prize! Now, as you already know, I missed on purpose. I want you to live. For now, at least. Which is why you're going to get up and run. And you're going to try to hide. Because I will kill you. But no, I will only kill you when you're ready to die. And I've had my fun, of course. The voice came from the walkie-talkie. I touched the bolt, but a shock of pain shot through my whole arm. I'll give you a 15-minute head start. Now how does that sound? I got to my feet lost. I couldn't believe this was actually happening. And I quickly sprinted the way I came. May 21st. The bastard set up traps. I was lucky not to step in any so far. A stick had fallen from one of the tall trees and set off a bear trap not too far from where I was walking. To say I was startled was an understatement. I stopped trusting the piles of leaves. I had also somehow managed to avoid the psychopath that shot me. Well, to my knowledge at least. I didn't trust any noise the forest made. Or rather, I stopped trusting everything. My phone was dead. Even if it had been working, I no longer had service. 
I tied around the wound with my bandana, leaving the bolt in since it was doing a good job at stopping the bleeding. I haven't slept. My water's already gone, and I'm left with just one energy bar. I didn't expect to be lost in the woods with some maniac. I'm going to try to find some water to drink from, and hopefully somewhere I can get some rest. May 22nd. I think I'm starting to hallucinate. Sometimes, I can hear my mother calling my name. I'm starting to see shadows creeping up the trunks of trees, dark figures skittering in my peripheral vision. I'm even starting to find it hard to decipher what's reality and what's fake. I, I need to get out of here. I'm losing my mind. It feels like I've been walking in circles. I I'm, I'm starting to get desperate. I feel this journal is all that's keeping me sane. May 23rd. I'm exhausted. Cold and everything hurts. I don't like the look of my arm where the bolt is still inside. It's gone green and the skin around the edges are a tinge of grey. I keep questioning how any of this is real. I found a stream where I was able to collect some water. I really don't care about the cleanliness of it. I just want to get out of this hellhole. I decided to follow the river, hoping it would lead me in a better direction, and at first I thought it did. I found a log cabin. I was excited. I almost cried with joy. But it quickly turned into despair. It belonged to the hunter. I couldn't have put myself in a worse position. I sat and watched the cabin for a while. There was no way of telling if the hunter was also watching me. The woods were still, and the cabin was dark. My stomach growled, and I wasn't sure what it was that had made me walk to the front door or even turn the handle. To my surprise, it was unlocked. Stepping inside, I found that it was empty. It looked like it had been empty for a while. I had hoped I could find something to help, a radio, a flare, or anything, but there was nothing there. I did find some canned food and some bottles of water. I even found a first aid kit, which I stored in my bag. Maybe I could try to fix my arm. I grabbed what other supplies I could from the cabin, and then I ran. May 24th. I'm going back to the cabin. I'm going to light it up. Maybe the smoke will signal for help. Or not. But it's worth a try, and I've got nothing else to lose. Unfortunately, May 24th is the last entry. I suppose we can learn from it. Well, I'm sure the author learned a valuable lesson, whether or not they made it to safety. It's probably best not to go wandering in the woods alone. But then again, you're here yourself. Hmm. Let me ask you. Did you come across some squirrels and birds on your way? And that deer you could hear walking near the trail behind you. Are you sure it was a deer? After all, like the book had said, in the end they all sound the same when you're in the bush. Just some moving leaves or breaking branches out in the wilderness. You never know if it's an animal on the trail behind you or something else entirely. We don't know what happened to the author of the story. And I'm sure that geocache is still out there somewhere. 
The author of the notebook must have done their best to hide it. But I'm almost certain if you went looking for that cash, you might find it. And maybe you'll meet the same fate as the author. I'd heed their warning, though. If you decide to try geocaching, don't do it alone. Today's story was titled Geocaching, written by Aaron and told by Sarah. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to tune in every Sunday night for a new exciting episode. I'll be seeing you next week. Bye.